Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Yes, folks, we're back. It is Tuesday, September 13, 2016, and it is episode 42 of the most revered show of them all. Tuesday nights with Doc Brown and Marty McFly take you back to wrestling. We visit it one more time, however, and tonight you can give us a call, 1-724-444-7044, call ID number 139926-POUND. You can join us now. We will be here for the next hour or so. We will take you back to our time and place, of course, tonight. And, of course, with me, as always, is my Doc Brown to my Marty McFly, if you will, the phenomenal one himself, the king of swing, however, king NWO, Gerard T. Smith. And, Gerard, uh, you got a great moment for us tonight. Yes, set the DeLorean to March 27, 1988, the first Clash of the Champions. And it's funny, Clash of the Champions is uh, being picked here tonight because that was the same day, if you recall, fans, that WrestleMania Four was held in the Trump Towers in Atlantic City, New Jersey, however. And, of course, the big match on that show, of course, was Randy Macho Man Savage, of course, winning the WWF World's title for the first time ever against Ted DiBiase. But oddly enough, the Clash was held in one of the best places and probably one of the most unique venues of them all, however, the legendary Greensboro Coliseum. And, of course, when you talk about about Greensboro, you talk about the great things that have happened over the years, such as the first Starcade. Uh, you talk about uh, Mid Atlantic Wrestling. You talk about a lot of uh, great moments that have come out of that area in Greensboro over the years. How, and like I said, Starcade being one of them. But on this day, however, it was the very first clash, and of course, just like the very first Starcade, however, this one did not disappoint by any means necessary. Well, with that said, we are now going to take you back. Set the time machines to March 27, 1988. You can go to New York, however, and be with Vince McMahon and Andre the China and Hulk Hogan, or you could come us with us south to Greensboro, and I think you would prefer to go south to Greensboro because, oddly enough, this show drew a 5.6 rating on free TV. That's right, the Turner Station at the time, TBS, of course, hosted the very first Clash Hour. And oddly enough, however, despite the fact, however, that the attendance wasn't that bad in either venue, however. I mean, WrestleMania, of course, had about 15,000, 17,000 in the Trump Casino, I believe, that day. However, I just have to double-check here. I know they did 6,000 in the Greensboro Coliseum that day. Actually, it was 18,000, my mistake. So I was pretty close. I said 15,000 to 17,000. But uh, like I said, we will tell you about the matches and give you our thoughts as we go along here. So with that said, let's turn it over to the doc right now as he will tell us what went down on this memorable day. The first match on the docket for the NWA television title was Jimmy Garvin with Precious versus Mike Rotundo with Kevin Sullivan. Yes, and when you talk about these four individuals, they had quite the history with each other. Jimmy Garvin, of course, in real life, married to Precious. Mike Rotundo and Kevin Sullivan starting a group called the Varsity Club at the time. Kevin Sullivan had eyes for Precious at the time. He did not trust Jimmy Garvin. He did not like Jimmy Garvin. Rotundo was the same way. But uh, this was a college rules match, believe it or not. 
and uh, it was kind of unusual how it happened, how it was, uh, I guess, uh, determined by rounds, but oddly enough, there was a surprise winner that came out of this, and uh, we'll tell you who that winner was right now. That was... Still your winner, Mike Rotundo. Yes. Uh, Your thoughts about this match? I thought it was a great match. Uh, I always liked Mike Rotundo. Yes. uh, Jimmy Garvin wasn't bad either, but uh, I was always a Mike Rotundo fan. Yes, uh, I I was the same way. Jimmy was a good wrestler, of course. Later on, he would go on to be in the fabulous Freebirds team with Michael P.S. Hayes, calling himself Jimmy Jam. Of course, Rotundo, as we said, uh, a very unique wrestler, of course, a former Syracuse All-American, the half-brother of Barry Windham, in which the two of them, back in the early 80s, of course, used to compete down there in Florida in championship wrestling down there. They then would take their act at the WWF, of course, and be called the U.S. Express, where they would team up for about a year or so. Rotundo then would return many years later, of course, sometime after, it's about five years later, I should say, shortly after this uh, event in the WWE, portraying a guy with a briefcase and glasses, uh, calling people tax cheats. And as we all recall, his name was nothing but Erwin R. Scheister, IRS. For short, he was always a pretty good heel. Uh, his uh, family members, of course, Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas, of course, involved in the WWE now. And, of course, Rotundo, surprisingly, is not a Hall of Famer, which is a shame because I think he deserves a Hall of Fame spot because he was a pretty good tag team wrestler back in the day. Like I said, with Wyndham, he also teamed up with some other guys like uh, Sullivan and Rick Steiner in the Varsity Club. Even Ted DiBiase he was pretty good with, however. So uh, this was a pretty good match, I would agree there, however, and this really got the crowd buzzing to start out the show. Yes, uh, it did. Alright, with that said, let's go to our next match, however, and what was our next match on the docket? For the NWA US tag team titles with Midnight Express, Eaton and Lane with Jim Cornette versus the Fantastic Roger and Fultz. Yes, and you talk about again another great team here. I mean the Midnight Express, I mean they had their battles over the years with the uh, the Rock and Roll Express, the four horsemen stinging uh his partner, whether it be Lex Luger or not, the Road Warriors, of course, and Jim Cornette always had history with each other. Of course, Bobby Eaton was on this team. Of course, his uh, partner, uh, Dennis uh, Condry, the lover boy, was not available on this uh, docket, however, but his other partner was Sweet Stan Lane, if you will. Of course, the Fantastics, a very decent team. Of course, back in the day, they used to compete in world-class championship wrestling. Uh, Fulton Rogers, a very unique team. I think one of them, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was Tommy Rogers, if memory serves me. I think, uh, yeah, he did. He did pass away a year ago, tragically, at the age of 54. Uh, they still don't know what caused his death, but uh, he was a, rust- a pretty good wrestler back in the day uh, with uh, Bobby Fulton. Of course, they uh, were also managed by. He was also managed by Jim Cornette at one time, and uh, he also teamed with Bobby Eaton for a brief time. How oddly enough, however. Mind you, of course, they would also uh, have some pretty good matches back in the day in the Universal Wrestling Federation with uh, the Sheep Herders, known as the Bushwhackers. And as we said, of course, they also were pretty big and famous in Japan by competing with guys like uh, the Malenkos. Uh, also, they would feud with guys like Conjury uh, uh, and Eaton. But uh, as we said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, he retired several years ago, did Rogers from the ring due to hip replacement surgery. And then, of course, last year, tragically, we lost him too soon at the age of 54. Uh, what can we say about Cornette? I mean, James Cornette is probably one of the most underrated managers I feel in history. Of course, he matched a lot of great wrestlers back in the day 
including the Midnight Express, Yokozuna, and Vader. Uh, he's also been very controversial to speak his mind on certain people, especially one particular guy, Vince Russo, over the years. But uh, as far as managing guys, uh, he has managed a lot of guys. Jeff Jarrett, uh, like we said, uh, Yoko Zuna, Dan Severn, Dick Murdoch, Barry Windham, um, Ron Powers, uh, Dutch Mantel, better known to you all as, I believe, uh, that is uh, Zeb Coulter, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Sherry Martel, Big Bubba, the late Big Boss Man trailer. I mean, he's done a lot over the years, uh, to say the least. Uh, your thoughts about this matchup overall? I like the matchup, the Midnight Express one, and uh, Jim Cornette is a great manager. Yes, and when we also think of Cornette, we also think of that, as I mentioned, that memorable incident that happened, uh, oddly enough, two years before this, however, at Starcade 86 in a match with uh, our next opponents, however, which Gerard will tell us about right now. Next opponents are <clears throat> Bob Wire Rope Match, yes. Road Warriors with Dusty Rose, Powers of Pain, Bob, uh, Bavarian and Warlord, Evan Koloff, even Koloff. Yes, the Russian Bear, Ivan Koloff, and number one Paul Jones and his powers of pain, the Barbarian Warlord, another great team. Uh, Koloff, of course, uh, back in the day used to team up with Crusher Khrushchev, better known to you all as Barry Darso, the Repo Man. Nikita Koloff, of course, also a very strong, tough guy in his own right, of course, battling with Magnum TA. Uh, it seemed like uh, these guys, however, no matter what, always had a feud with the Road Warriors and Dusty. And, of course, uh, we know about the Road Warriors. Of course, uh, we've told you many times the Road Warriors, I still think it's probably the greatest tag team I've ever seen, hands down. They are one of the top five, if not numero uno, in my book. Uh, of course, uh, tragically, of course, we lost talk many moons ago due to a very uh, serious health issue, of course, and personal issue. Dusty Rhodes, what can we say about the man? The man, of course, was a great Hall of Fame wrestler. He was a great world champion. He was a great human being. Uh, his kids, of course, over the years have developed quite a career for themselves. Dustin and, uh, of course, uh, also uh, Cody, who is now in Ring of Honor. And, of course, Paul Ellering. What can we say about this guy? This guy just came back into wrestling not too long ago by bringing in two new guys called the Something of Pain, however. The authors of Pain, believe it or not, I believe they're called in NXT. And they're sort of like uh, the old Road Warriors. And I'll tell you what, these guys are like a hawk and ammo. They don't play games. They just go out there, kick your butt, and just want to get a quick check out of it. And, uh do it well, and I think they've done pretty well under Paul Ellering's staff so far, but uh, back then, these guys, I mean, Hawk, Animal, Dusty, Paul Ellering, I mean, these guys were my favorites watching uh, old NWA footage and old NWA TV. I mean, they were always up there with some great battles, as we said, with the Midnight Express, the Powers of Pain, uh, the Horsemen. I mean, they really always tore it up wherever they went, whether it be here in Greensboro or whether it be in other cities like Richmond, Baltimore, D.C., Philly, Chicago, um, L.A., San Francisco. I mean, they would always go all over the world. And I think they're one of the few teams how are now, to this day, if I'm not mistaken, I think they're the only team that have won belts in every federation, whether it be Georgia Championship Wrestling, NWA, AWA, WWE, WCW, Japan. I mean, they've captured all those titles, and it's just incredible. I mean, they have had quite a career for themselves. And I'm looking at their stats right now. Um, they won... The AWA Championship once, they won the International Tag Team Championship once in all Japan. Three times they won the six-man Tag Team Championship uh, in Jim Crockett promotions, twice with Dusty, once with uh, 
Jinichiro Tenru. They also were the first recipients of the Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup. Uh, they have won the WWE champion, Tag Team Champions twice. They were Tag Team of the Year in 84. They were Rookies of the Year in 83. So, yeah, the Road Warriors guys have definitely uh, climbed a long way from their early years till now. I mean, they started out, many people thought uh, that they wouldn't do much when they came in as this badass tag team, however, but uh, starting in 1983 and lasting until now, however, they just continue to become one of the most famous teams, if not one of the best teams in all time. Uh, your thoughts about this matchup and overall about the Road Warriors? Uh, the match was a, a really good match. Uh, Road Warriors and Dusty won it. And uh, I don't think I can say anything else. You said everything about the Road Warriors, man, they were great. They were great face, heel, whatever they did, it was gold. Yes, yes, they were. And I would have to say, uh, next to the Starcade match that the Midnight Express that they had with them in 1986. I still think one of the best matches I ever watched the Road Warriors in was that first uh, War Games match in 1987, back on July 4, when they took on the Horsemen in Atlanta. That was the match when J.J. Dillon had his arm broke, fully not thanks to an unfortunate doomsday device that went, well, not so good for J.J. that night. And speaking of J.J., we'll be talking about him right now in our next matches. Gerard will tell us that match right now. Next match for the W NWA World Heavyweight Tag Team Titles: Lex Luger, Barry Windham versus Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard with J.J. Dillon. Yes, and uh, oddly enough, however, uh, we just mentioned Barry Windham a few minutes ago with his brother-in-law Mike Rotundo. Of course, Lex Luger uh, also teaming up with Sting. However, at times when he wasn't teaming up with Luger, was also a member of the Four Horsemen at one point. But uh, somehow, the Four Horsemen. Uh, decided to kick him to the curb in this case. And speaking of Arn Anderson, again, another great team, of course, led by a great man, sure, and a personal uh, good friend of mine, Mr. James J. Dillon. Uh, very unique. However, these guys really uh, had a pretty good match. I thought, of course, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard were on their way out of the NWA at this point. However, as they were on their way to the WWE to be renamed the Brain Busters, and, of course, J.J. Dillon did not go with him on this uh, time, of course. This would be... Oddly enough, Arn and Tully's uh, last match in the NWA slash early WCW for quite a while. But uh, overall, your thoughts about the match? Uh, the match was a, a really good one. Yes, yes. And, and the champions are Lex Luger and Barry Windham. Yes, they are. And uh, I remember hearing, I th- think it was a story I remember hearing, I think prior to that matchup, of course, Tully was not sure. However, uh what would happen, I guess Jim Crockett or J.J. came up to Tully and Arn and told them that Jim Crockett wanted the belts from Arn and Tully. They did not want to give the belts to them. They wanted to keep on fighting and take the belts with them at the time. But uh, this was uh, one of the early occurrences and at the time. However, I guess Crockett put his foot down and J.J. done the same thing. I think both of them did the same thing to uh, Arn and Tully. They said, no, you cannot do that. That's not going to be allowed. And... Uh, they uh, were a little stubborn at first, but they finally gave in, and as a result, we saw the end result, and that was Luger and Wyndham win the belts here. Of course, uh, as we said, uh, Arn and Tully would be only in the WWE for a brief time, of course. I think they were there for less than a year, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I'm just trying to find that information out, so bear with me here, folks. Uh, yes, they uh, would show up, believe it or not, about in July of 19... Uh, uh, 88, of course, they would, uh, believe it or not, leave, of course, uh, the following year 
And uh, because of this, however, things got a little testy once they got back to WCW. Of course, Arn Anderson uh, went on to become a television champion and uh, reformed the Four Horsemen. And just when it looked like Tully Blanchard was going to join him in reforming the Horsemen, however, that uh, turned out to be, uh, well, let's just say, a slap in the face to Tully, no pun intended. And as a result, however, he was accused of testing positive for cocaine. So, unfortunately, the Horsemen, uh, minus Tully Blanchard, minus Ole Anderson, of only Arn and uh, Anderson and uh, Ric Flair, of course, was to be for a short time. Of course, they would bring Sting into the fold and one other guy. I believe that was Sid, however, or they brought Ole in, kept Ole in the group, but uh, Sting replaced Tully in the group, and it just didn't seem like it was the same old thing. I mean, we saw that in the Four Horsemen, Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen DVD. They talked about this exclusively, and because of this, uh, it just seemed like uh, things went, well, backwards, shall we say. It just didn't go forward. And as a result, however, it just went south in a hurry. Uh, your thoughts about this? Yeah, I'd have to totally agree with you. All right. Well, with that said, we're now going to go into the main event. And this is the main event that everyone was talking about prior to the matchup. Of course, this was be the first of many meetings. When you talk about two legendary wrestlers and Hall of Famers, it doesn't come any better than these two. And we'll tell you what that main event was right now. For the NWA heavyweight title, it's going to be Sting versus Ric Flair with J.J. Dillon. Yes, and J.J., believe it or not, was suspended in a cage, believe it or not, prior to this because for a while Sting had been complaining to Jim Crockett and the board that every time Ric Flair somehow got a cheap win or somehow got a fluke win, the horseman would be interfering, whether it be J.J., Arn, Tully, Ole Anderson, whoever. Well, on this night, however... Sting got his wish, however, and that was J.J. Dillon following uh, what had happened moments before in the steel, or excuse me, the tag team affair, however, he was put in a cage, however, above the ring, however, and not allowed to interfere whatsoever. Um, also, surprisingly, however, there were three judges at this uh, event, believe it or not. Uh, we saw, of course, penthouse model Patty Mullen in attendance. Sandy Scott, who was the guest referee, not Tom Young, even though Sandy Scott was a very good referee back in the early 80s and late 70s at the NWA. I thought Tommy Young should have been the referee for this because Tommy Young was probably one of the best referees in history and also in the NWA for that matter. It seemed like he always was like the Mike Chioda of the NWA back then because he was always refereeing the big matches, and this is a surprise he did not referee this one. Also on this show, believe it or not, we would see Ken Osmond, uh, better known to you all fans, TV fans, as Eddie Haskell from the Leave It to Beaver show, and a young Jason Hervey, which, uh, believe it or not, was just starting out on a new TV show called The Wonder Years with a very young actor by the name of Fred Savage, believe it or not. Of course, uh, Hervey would later go on, uh, be a part of WCW later on down the road, however, as uh, sort of Eric Bischoff's buddy and, uh, let's just say, partner, if you will, business partner, and... Uh, at the time, he was only 12 years old. I mean, this was the first time I remember seeing Jason Hervey on TV prior to the one years. But uh, when it comes to uh, WCW over the last 15 or 20 years, Jason Hervey kind of played a part in it by helping out with Eric Bischoff on the executive business side of it. It's sort of like a, uh, I want to say sort of not like a helper, but sort of like a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I'm trying to think. I can't think here. Maybe you can help me out. What's the word I'm looking for? Sort of like a uh, conciliary, I think I would say. In this case, yeah. yeah, he was sort of like his assistant Don, if you will, because he always found uh, stuff on the business side for the company, whether it be uh, pay-per-views, whether it be special events like this, or just overall uh, talent and big uh, 
Hollywood projects, of course. That was the way Jason Hervey was uh, later on down the road. But at this time, he was a very young guy, of course. Uh, he was uh, in attendance, of course, with, like I said, uh, Patty Mullen and Ken Osmond from Leave it to Be being the judges here, surprisingly. Uh, to me, this was a great match. I have had a chance to go back to watch this match many times over since seeing it for the very first time when I was very young. And I still got to say, it is still one of the greatest Sting Flair matches of all time. And this is the match that really uh, a lot of people said uh, was the one match that sold the show, unlike WrestleMania 4's main event, which was going on at the same time between Randy Savage and uh, Ted DiBiase. Uh, overall, your thoughts about this uh, main event? I thought it was a spectacular main event. Yes, I would agree. Well, that said, folks, there you have it. Uh, Clash of the Champions uh, 1, numero uno, of course, on March 27, 1988. Uh, overall, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm going to give this show about a 7 out of 10. What would you give it? 7.5. 7 7.5. So you're going to go a little bit, a half more point than me. Okay, that sounds good. Sounds good. All right, so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, uh, again, another great moment by our own Doc Brown there coming back from uh, the future along with me, your Marty McFly, from March 27, 1988, from the very first numero uno Clash of the Champions 1. Uh, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, of course, beginning at 9 o'clock, we will have Wrestling Revolution, of course, 138055 pound. We will be talking about Monday Night Raw. We'll be talking about Backlash. And uh, we'll definitely be watching and keeping our eyes on SmackDown as well. Of course, tomorrow night we'll be talking about SmackDown, obviously, on Revolution. But, of course, tonight SmackDown should be a very interesting show live from uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the home of uh, Cheesesteak, Rocky Balboa, and the Liberty Bells. They will be getting underway in just about 45 minutes from now at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia. Of course, last night, Monday Night Raw was held at the Royal Farms Arena there in Baltimore, Maryland. And as I was telling Gerard as we were coming on the air, folks, we do have uh, your ratings for you from the last couple weeks. And it is not very good news for WWE fans whatsoever. And here's what we can tell you at this moment. Uh, Labor Day, of course, two weeks ago, of course, uh, Monday Night Raw last Monday, prior to uh, backlash this past Sunday, came with their ratings earlier this afternoon, and they scored a 2.11 rating. That's right, a 2-1, folks. So, Unfortunately, it was not a very good night for Monday Night Raw last Monday. Of course, the first hour uh, drew 3.35 million people, of course, uh, down from 42,000 the week before. The second hour, of course, last week drew 3.06 people down quite a bit. And then the third hour dropped to a 2.8, however, believe it or not, as far as million people watching. Now, last night, folks, it got even worse, however, for the Monday Night Raw, and it's kind of understandable considering they were going up against the doubleheader of Monday Night Football, of course, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Washington Redskins doing battle in the first game there live from the nation's capital. Of course, the Steelers crushing the Redskins, of course, John's boys, 38-16. And, of course, in the late-night game, the San Francisco 49ers absolutely basically rammed the Rams right into the Bay Area bridge itself and off the bridge, so to speak, by pummeling them 28 nothing. Uh, but that's beside the point. The ratings for last night's Raw were not good whatsoever. Of course, Monday Night Football had 13 million people watching, obviously, of course. But the big rating, of course, uh, here's what the final figures were last night. Monday Night Raw drew a very dismal 1.88 rating. That's right, folks, a 1.8 rating. And considering that next week is the go-home show prior to Clash of the Champions, of course, which is coming up on pay-per-view two weeks from this Sunday, however... Uh, live on the WWE Network from Indianapolis Tower. 
Uh, I hope that they turn it around this week, coming up this next Monday, because, of course, next Monday they will be in Memphis, Tennessee, the home of Jerry the King Lawler. Of course, next Tuesday they will be in Birmingham, Alabama, prior to the clash of the champions. But here are the figures from last night's show. The first hour did 2.833, however, which wasn't too bad. The second hour kind of took a little bit of a minor hit at 2.71. But the third hour, however, which, of course, was... The most interesting hour of the night, Howard, considering that they were going up against uh, the football game, of course, the sort of the other football game, and uh, the main event, which was obviously Kevin Owens taking on Roman Reigns, and we'll talk about that in just a few minutes here, they really dropped to a 2.52 as far as people watching. Uh, Gerard, your thoughts about the last two weeks of Monday Night Raw? They're really, really, really suffering at this point. Yeah, they're taking a nosedive. Well, hopefully they'll pick it up this week. We'll have to wait and see what happens. But speaking of Raw, however, a lot went down last night. Of course, we will talk about more on Revolution here coming up uh, at 9 o'clock tonight. Of course, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow night, however, uh, yours truly, the Iceman, will be hosting Outside the Ropes, however, beginning at 6.30 p.m. However, the card is 141387-POUND. Of course, you can talk to me on the show tomorrow night. Of course, unfortunately, Mr. WCW Chad Hinshaw has a prior engagement. Usually he is the host of Outside Those, but tomorrow night, however, he has decided to ask the Iceman to step in his place however, for one night only, however, so he will be taking over the reins tomorrow night. That'll be me. Then, of course, at 8 o'clock, our triple header continues with the Black Widow, the phenomenal one, and the Iceman, as we will be at the debate table beginning at 8 p.m., caller ID number 139927-POUND. I think that's it. If I'm not mistaken, I have to double check there. I think I have it right, but I'm not really sure. And then, of course, at 9 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back on the air again with Revolution, talking about tonight's SmackDown and also whatever wrestling news and items we'll have for you. Of course, Sir and I will have the news for you, of course, and then John Gross will have all your news as well as birthdays and dates in history, of course, tonight, tomorrow, and every night. They usually has it, however, on our show, of course. And then, of course, who knows what we also got store. But Gerard also is the host of a couple other shows, and I'm going to let him talk about those three shows that are very exciting, as well as uh, one show I can uh, say that uh, his co-host, however, on a couple of these shows, how it just started recently. So I'm going to let him talk about all those new shows that have just come to the TalkShoe family right now. Gerard, the stage is yours. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, Top Heel Inc. is at uh, Thursdays at 8. Then we got the uh, MLD show, uh, WCW Women's Revolution, at 8 on Friday. Yes. And then we got uh, Attitude Radio, Saturday at 9. And then we also have a show hosted by MLD, Sunday night. If it's not a pay-per-view, Sunday night at 5, it's the TNA main event at 8. 8? I thought it was at 5. Oh, it's at five, yeah, that's right. Yes, yes. And, of course, you can listen to Gerard and Michelle uh, each and every Saturday night with Attitude Radio. Of course, they'll talk about Raw, SmackDown, ROH, TNA, NXT, any other news and notes tonight. Every Saturday night, they, get you, they make Saturday nights a lot of fun. Friday, as uh, Gerard said, Michelle makes it a lot of fun with the women's revolution. For all you women out there who are fans of all these federations, however, Gerard is your MC host, however, while Michelle takes your phone calls on the air, however, each and every Friday night with the Women's Revolution show. And that has become a very become one of our popular newest shows on the family network here on TalkShoe. And the caller ID for that number is, if I can just find it here, I have my piece of paper right here. I can tell you all these right now. 
The Women's Revolution show is, I just saw it. Hold on, I'll tell you what it is here, folks. Oh, here we go. One three nine nine two seven. Uh, the debate is one three nine nine two five. So I made a mistake there, folks. The debate is one three nine nine two five. The women's revolution is one three nine nine two seven. Of course, uh, revisited uh, each and every. Um, uh, or, excuse me, Attitude Radio every Saturday night is one three eight nine eight two. The revisit our show here is one three nine nine two six. Top Peel is one four zero five six two pound, and of course TNA main event, which you can hear each and every Sunday. One of our newest shows on non-pay-per-view days every Sunday from 5 to 6, however, with Gerard and Michelle is 142131 pounds. So there you have it. Also, ladies and gentlemen, a quick reminder, on Saturday, of course, early in the day, you can listen to the Power Hour with Mr. WCW Chad Hinshaw and myself, along with the rest of our friends here on the TalkShoot Family Network, 141364, where we give you a chance to talk about the week's activities and also look ahead to the upcoming week. Uh, a quick side, Gerard, I want to tell you yesterday was pretty funny. I'm sure you talked to MLD about this yesterday. We had a good time on episode number 60 of our radio. Of course, this week we'll be talking about uh, Clash of the Champions obviously coming up. But also, folks, we had a fun trivia contest yesterday between the Iceman and the franchise, if you will, the best of the Iron Sheik. Unfortunately, however, the franchise got franchised, if you will, by the Iceman as he melted him down by one single point in a close debate, 21-20, believe it or not, however, yesterday. But coming up this Monday, folks, are you ready for this, however? It will be our own human suplex machine against the heartbreak kid, if you will, however, in a 10-question standoff to see who knows the best about The Undertaker. The winner of that will be the new number one contender, but unfortunately might have to go through another match as well because the Black Widow, Michelle Lindotz, will be waiting the winner of that match. And that will be coming up later on this coming Monday. So you might want to check that out, ladies and gentlemen, this coming Monday. But uh, it was very fun yesterday. We had a lot of fun with this. And uh, I know Gerard will be looking forward to uh, hopefully making an appearance here on the Raw Radio Show this Monday. It should be very fun and exciting. So uh, definitely check it out in more ways than one. Um, we got about 35 minutes to go here, so uh, let's see what else we can stir up here. Uh, talking about, uh, we were talking earlier about uh, some big news, obviously. Of course, one of the bigger news stories of the weekend, obviously, was of CM Punk, mind you, and we'll talk about that right now if we can. Uh, Gerard, I don't know if you had a chance to see the highlights of the fight, if you did, but uh, that being said, what were your thoughts about CM Punk's uh, debut in UFC this past weekend? Um, I didn't uh, get a chance to see the fight, but I heard CM Punk got his butt kicked, though. Yes, yes, he did. And a lot of people feel that CM Punk, obviously, uh, now that he got this out of his system, however, this is only a one-time thing, and maybe he'll be back in WWE, possibly. I don't really know at this point. Uh, What would you say about that? Do you think this is a one-time thing, or do you think he's going to be there for a little bit and then maybe come back to WWE? What's your take? Um, I don't think it'll go to WWE, but what's the chance of them going to uh, ROH or TNA? Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. That's a good point. Yeah. A lot of people originally uh, said until he got in the UFC at one point, however, was planning to go there, obviously, and then all of a sudden it kind of fell through at the last minute. And because of this, uh, we saw 
uh, what went down, obviously. Um, I've been reading a lot of people say over the last couple of days, however, this is maybe just a one-time thing. I don't really see it happen that way. I think just Punk might have been, I'm thinking, maybe just a little jittery, maybe a little nervous being in the octagon this week, and that's why he kind of stumbled. In my opinion, maybe he wasn't uh, all prepared and uh, ready to take the challenge just yet. Maybe, I don't really know, but we'll have to wait and see what happens in this next fight when that happens. But uh, that being said, uh, we'll definitely be keeping our eyes and ears peeled, obviously. Uh, Another story that's uh, going on, obviously, is uh, Alberto Del Rio and Paige, believe it or not. Apparently, according to reports, and this is what I just saw, according to uh, 411 Mania's Larry Zonka, it says here, former WWE performer Alberto Del Rio revealed on Monday that his wellness failure was due to a TRT treatment that he was on through his doctor, but one that was not approved by the WWE doctors. Dave Meltzer noted on Wrestling Observer Radio by Wrestling Inc. that Del Rio did have elevated testosterone levels and that he failed his wellness test of steroids. As for his future, Meltzer noted that TNA won him badly before his return and that while TNA is drug tested in the past, they do not, they do not, they do not suspend or find talents for failing the test. Del Rio is currently looking to work 60 dates a year for the next two years, maybe before retiring. i got to ask you a two-parter on this one. One, do we see that happening maybe in TNA or ROH? Two, does Paige go with him, his girlfriend, after there's been talk that Paige has been wanting out of her contract now because Del Rio's gone? What's your take on these two? Uh, I see him in TNA, and I see Paige going with him. Hmm. And it's a shame because, I mean, you think about a few, I mean, the last time we saw Paige on television, I think, was back in May. And then all of a sudden, however, Del Rio started to get into trouble, however, mind you, with a lot of things, however. And a lot of people felt that uh, he just uh, really wasn't the same. I mean, personally, in my opinion, I even said it before over the last year or so, even when he came back the first time, I said, I don't think he's going to last very long. I think he's going to be out of the company within a year. And sure enough, how he's out of the company now. But uh, as far as what happened, however, with his... Yeah, he could go back to Lucha Underground, too. I was thinking about that, too. Yes, he, he could very well do that. That's a, a federation he could add off, too. I agree. Yep. Hey, I um, see Paige going there. Yeah, she could. She could. Yeah, she could become a star there. I mean, it's just a shame because her contract's up in about three years. And the thing is, with the way that she has been portrayed over the last few months, however, ever since they've been pushing people like uh, Sasha and Bailey and Becky, she's kind of been in the background. I mean, yeah, she was suspended for the wellness policy, not policy violation too, and she's supposed to, I believe, be done. However, with that, uh, believe it or not, however, my in fact, believe it. Or, she was supposed to wrap up, I think, her suspension this week, however, next week, however. And now there's talk about her leaving, however, after what Del Rio did over the past weekend, um, believe it or not, however. Um, another superstar that is in the news, also enough, again, through Larry Zonka telling me this news, is Cody Rhodes, who recently appeared on a broadcast talking about his future, however. And uh, he uh, talked about, uh, obviously, he was going to have a match with Stephen Amell before being let go by WWE earlier this year. Uh, he also talked about working on RH and TNA, and this is what he had to say in his statement at the time. I can't be specific exactly, but I think I made the list. If you look at the list, and at the top of the list that wasn't prioritized, the name thought of was Adam Cole. Adam Cole makes his home in Ring of Honor. I'm a massive fan of Ring of Honor. I drove up and down the road with Daniel Bryan and Cesaro and got to know Kevin Owens in my last few years with WWE, those guys. Their admiration for RH and what they were able to accomplish there built them to the level they were at in WWE. If you're on the list like Adam Cole, I'm gonna make the be- then I'm going to make the best efforts to get where you are, and that doesn't exclude TNA or ROH. 
if you look at TNA, there's all the stigma around them focusing on the business side when in reality the in-ring product they're delivering is of the highest quality. And you have these young guys. You're just not making it a haven for XWE or broken down wrestlers. No. They're young and hungry. And like I said, if you're on the list, then I want to make every effort to get where you're at. That might be Ring of Honor, TNA, New Japan. Currently, I'm signed on to do Final Bow December 2nd with ROH at the Hammerstein Ballroom, and it means the world to me to be heavily featured on the event. Just when they came out with the graphics alone, it sure as hell means a lot to me, so hopefully there'll be more of that in the future. What's uh, your take on Cody's statements here? Uh, I think Cody should be a big star. He's very underrated in WWE. They never used him really right, and uh, I hope he makes a great name for himself. Do you think he'll uh, go up, like he said, eventually with guys like Adam Cole or possibly someone like Drew Galloway or Bobby Lashley? I mean, what's your spin on this? Yeah, i say he'll probably go to ROH and then TNA will offer more money if he's only doing a one-time thing at ROH. Uh, I'd say he'll probably go to TNA. Yeah, I could see that. I, I definitely could see that. I mean, and like it'll, I, it'll be a big, he'll be a big star, big name there. Sure he will. And like I said, I think he'll take on, like I said, obviously... Uh, is like I said, certain guys, like I said, he's not had a chance to take on or guys he's taken on before, like Lashley, uh, McIntyre, a.k.a. Galloway, uh, Ron Rex, a.k.a. Uh, Damian Sandow, who uh, has done pretty well so far. In fact, getting back to Paige for just a minute, believe it or not, uh, it is now being, and this, I guess, Paige tweeted out something earlier this afternoon, apparently, believe it or not, and says here, however, uh, she posted a photo of her, let's just say, a photo of her new tattoo on her Instagram, but then got rid of it shortly thereafter. The tattoo is placed on a ribbon, says Alberto, and you can see the rest below, but it says in the following caption, When you love someone so much, you give it all for, not the expression. So no, literally give it all for. Uh, what's your spin on this? Well, she's in love with Alberto Del Rio, so wherever Alberto goes, she'll be going with him, apparently. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, and like I said, uh, we want to wish them, of course, obviously all three of these superstars the very best of luck. Hopefully uh, they can get into something big. We'll have to wait and see what happens, obviously, but only time will tell. Um, that being said, um, as far as my thoughts, however, as far as Del Rio goes, um, personally, like I said before, I don't think he amounted to anything when he came back this last time. I think they really wasted him and underused him totally. Paige, it's a shame she's already leave, left already. I mean, she could have done so much more work with taking on people she's known before, like uh, Sasha, Bailey, Becky, uh, Charlotte, but uh, to each their own. Now uh, she's going on to bigger and better things, obviously. And as far as Cody goes, I would have to agree with you about Cody, too. I mean, I think he was totally misused how at times in WWE, and now he's off to his own, doing his own thing, and we'll just have to see what happens there, you know. Only time will tell. Um, speaking of TNA, how I know you're very happy about this, as am I, and we'll talk more about this, as I said, later on tonight, obviously on Revolution. The man who is now known as the man who is running the place, how no, not John Cena, the other man who's running the place now, the new SmackDown World's Champion, however, the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, of course, coming through with a big, big win on Sunday. A lot of people uh, questioning, including our own Black Widow. And uh, she wasn't too happy about it, believe it or not, and she had a lot to say about it. I'm sure she's going to have a lot to say about it again tonight, obviously, here on the Revolution Show. But uh, overall, i got a, your uh, spin and take, however, about the phenomenal one uh, becoming the man who, uh, well, let's just say, put Dean Ambrose down, however, one, two, three on Sunday. What's your take? Well, you all know my feelings about AJ Styles. He's great. He's phenomenal. Uh, and... Uh, 
very well deserved. Now he is the only person to I think capture every champion major championship around. He's got uh, the WWE one. He had the TNA. He had ROH. He had uh, New Japan. So he's uh, got a very good credentials to his list. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He's definitely uh, got a lot of. Uh, let's just say over the years, however, he's been he's gone through a lot. However, I mean, he's won a lot of titles along the way. I mean, you just mentioned some of the bigger belts, obviously. TNA in New Japan now with him holding the SmackDown title. However, the question is how long is he going to hold it for? I mean, I'm thinking he's going to hold it for quite a while. Because if they take the belt off after just a few weeks, then I think it's just a slap in the face, if you ask me. It really is. Uh, speaking of fun and excitement, Howard, let's talk about the Cruiserweight Classic. Howard, we're down to four guys left. Howard, I'm sure you've watched a little bit of this. TJ Perkins, Zack Sabre Jr., Grand Metallic, Kota Ibiashi. They're down to the final four, however, mind you. Uh, what's your uh, take of uh, these four, and who's going to win this thing? Um, it's been a great uh, series. I've seen some of it. I didn't see all of it, but I did see a lot of the matches, and they were really, really good. Um, they are four great guys. I think it's going to be down to the final. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr., and uh, that guy that starts with T. Yeah, T.J. Perkins. T.J. Perkins, yes. I would have to agree. Uh, these guys have been uh, very exciting, to say the least. Uh, I've heard uh, great things about Zack Sabre. Of course, you've talked about him quite a bit on all of our shows. Uh, T.J. Perkins, I saw a little bit of footage of him last week for the first time online, however, and I was just blown away with this guy. And then uh, Kota Ibiashi uh, reminds me a little bit of Jushin Thunder Liger. He's got that Jushin Thunder Liger ability, however, but... Uh, like I said, these guys have been all fun to watch. However, of course, the final is tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, a very special two-hour show. Uh, but, of course, before that, you can watch NXT at 8 o'clock on the WWE Network. And, of course, the big story out of NXT is still, obviously, however, is Samoa Joe going to be returning soon after uh, having his jaw separated about three weeks ago at the hands of the new champion, the King of Strong Style, Shinsake Nakamura. I mean, Nakamura right now, obviously, knows that Samoa Joe uh, could be back very soon, however, possibly as early as this week or in the next couple weeks, maybe, however, and making a statement and demanding uh, the new champ, Nakamura, to put the belt on the line. Uh, we'll have to wait and see if that happens. I think uh, that he could be sending himself up for a possible big match down the road, whether it be on a TV, uh, NXT itself, or a network special, which will be, of course, coming up in your neck of the woods there of Canada, I believe, in November. And I think that would be great if those two fought it up there in Canada. Those two could really get the Canadian crowd up there. Very, very excited. Of course, they're really excited. I know for a fact that NXT will be coming up there uh, in November. In fact, they'll be doing three shows of that, believe it or not, in November. Believe it or not, in November. So you might want to check that out. Uh, let's just say... Um, Sorry about that, I'm just typing up something here while uh, I'm talking here. Uh, but that being said, however, uh, like I said, however, um, you definitely want to check that out for sure. I mean, these guys over the Cruiserweight uh, Classic have been very, very exciting. They've been very, very entertaining, and they're definitely worth watching. So I would definitely uh, be watching these guys very, very carefully coming up tomorrow night. Like I said, you got four, we're down to four, however. Uh, like I said, whoever wins, it remains to be seen. Another show that is kind of funny, actually. Sorry about that. I'm just typing along. 
is is the Brad the Terry Bradshaw Williams Shatner. So um, I think uh, what is it? Uh, you, you know, I think you kind of know what I'm talking about, don't you, Gerard? The one with uh, William Shatner, George Foreman, and those guys on NBC every Tuesday night. No, I never heard of it. Oh, you never heard of it? Oh, you got to check it out. If, if you if you have this on on demand by any chance, you definitely got to check it out. It's uh. Uh, these guys, it is called, uh, what is it? Uh, oh, yeah, Better Late Than Ever. It's uh, Terry Bradshaw, George Foreman, William Shatner, Henry Winkler. They're all, and this one guy, Jeff. They're, like, uh, traveling all over Asia. And tonight's the big finale, the two-hour the hour-long finale, not the two-hour finale, the one-hour finale. They have uh, done, um, like I said, a lot of funny show uh, episodes with this show. Like I said, they just... Like I said, I think they're going to be start. It's it just started this year, I believe it. And like I said, it has become a very very funny show. However, they've done uh, three episodes already, and of course tonight is the finale. However, and they, I mean, hopefully they'll bring it back next summer. But uh, it's so funny. They've been traveling all over Asia, like Japan, Hong Kong, Korea. Tonight they go to Thailand. Of course, uh, if you didn't see the trail, you got to check it out. It's pretty funny. This week's show, of course, with the finale. Apparently, Shatner and George Foreman and all of them are in Thailand, believe it or not. And as a result, how I guess uh, Shatner opened his mouth up one too many times in the form of uh, Mr. Foreman. And I guess they were in Thailand uh, for a big uh, event there, like a water festival slash boxing match. And somehow, along the way, however, I guess, sure enough, however, Shatner shot his mouth off one too many times. And uh, Foreman just hooked him right in the jaw and literally almost busted his jaw open like hit him with a uh, hard right to the jaw, let's just say. But, no, they've done three episodes so far, like I said. Uh, they've done show episodes, like I said, in Tokyo, Kyoto, Hong Kong. They did Seoul last week, which was pretty wild. Uh, it's crazy, however. Um, in fact, however, they went to a Buddhist temple in Korea last week, which was so funny, however. And while they were there, however, I guess uh, they, one of the guys, I think it was Terry, however, was acting like a smartass, if you will, and he got uh, whacked right across the back along with Henry, uh, Henry Winkler by uh, talking in the, uh, let's just say, the temple by the instructor. So if you get a chance, definitely check it out. It is very, very funny. I mean, I just started, like I said, this guy, Jeff, I, I mean, this guy used to be a host of MTV's uh, TV shows such as uh, Money from Strangers and Comedy Central presents Jeff Dyeswell's Extreme Makeover Home Edition, but uh, he's sort of been been like their young guru, so to speak, leading these guys to these places. But uh, I'll tell you what, it's just so freaking funny. I mean, it is absolutely a stitch. And I think hopefully next year they'll come back and do another season of this, maybe uh, this time in Europe, go to places like London, Paris, Rome, Dublin, Scotland, um, possibly Spain. I don't really know, but... Uh, They've done only, like I said, four episodes, uh, three episodes. This will be the fourth and last one tonight, however. Uh, but if you get a chance, uh, definitely check it out on demand or watch it online. You'll definitely laugh. It's it's just so funny. Your sides will be hurting from laughing, to say the least. Okay, um, let's see. Any other news going on here in the world of wrestling? I'm just uh, checking as we speak here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, please bear with me, of course. We are also... Uh, Talking a little entertainment action, as you would expect here. Um, we do know that coming up, as we did mention, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, believe it or not, however, that oddly enough, however, coming up, uh, I believe it is, yes, as I mentioned, two weeks from Sunday, 
we will have a very special Revolution show lined up for you beginning at 5 o'clock as Clash of the Champions will be uh, live on the WWE Network, live from Indianapolis, Indiana, but at 5 o'clock that day, we will be giving you our predictions, and of course, better two might be made possibly that day as well. Of course, it should be very interesting. We also want to send out a hearty congratulations to our own Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dawes. Of course, she became a mom as her baby cat had kittens this past weekend. Michelle, we are very happy to see that uh, all is doing well with you and family and especially the new addition and we just want to send out our love and congrats to you guys uh, much love of course and hope everyone's doing well uh i don't think she told she actually told me i don't know if she told you gerard that she hasn't named the cats yet but i think she said however i think that i'm sure caleb's going to be thinking of some names how along with her and i can only imagine some of the names are going to come up with as far as the cats go but uh definitely congratulations to her and uh the newest addition in her family um, let's see, what else, what else is going on, however, uh, apparently, uh, last night, we understand, I am reading right now some other news, of course, um, let's see here, I just saw some news about an injured superstar returning, it was apparently backstage last night at Raw, I don't know if he's been cleared yet to fight still, uh, yes, Emma, believe it or not, was backstage, believe it or not, was backstage last night for the first time since May, and doing some photo shoots last night, apparently prior to the show, so I don't know when she'll be back, uh, who she'll be feuding with, obviously. Um, I would be shocked if she uh, asks for a transfer over to SmackDown or if she stays on Raw and starts feuding with maybe Sasha, possibly Bailey, or even uh, Charlotte, you know. I mean, a lot of people think... Or Dana. Uh, or Dana, yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, that would be very, very interesting to see what happens to what happened last night with Dana. You're right, uh Talking about that mat, women's match last night, I thought that was a great match those two had. Um, this is going to blow your mind. I just saw this through Nick Houseman. Apparently, Bill Goldberg is teasing, apparently, reports that he will be in Indianapolis the same day as Clash of the Champions coming up in two weeks, believe it or not. Uh, that leads me to wonder, it says here, however, he will be there along with uh, Eric Bischoff promoting a podcast, however, believe it or not, that same very day, however, um, I gotta ask you, uh, point blank, uh, do we see these guys possibly show up, maybe somehow, some way, at uh, Clash of the Champions, or they think you you do not? Yeah, can't say. It. Do we think they're not gonna show up? And what's your take? Um, I think they're just teasing right now, but I think Goldberg will come back, but it's probably for like a bigger thing, WrestleMania or something. Mm-hmm. I could see like a WrestleMania definitely. I could see that happening. I could also see it maybe, uh, maybe uh, possibly uh, like at a Royal Rumble even. You know, in January. I mean, he would be like a mystery, uh, like I said, a mystery guy coming out of the woodwork where no one sees his entry. You know, and uh, he comes out and the place explodes. And uh, I don't think they've announced yet where the Rumble is going to be held yet. I don't think they've had the uh, dates confirmed for some of these places yet. I do know the only. One place I did hear, however, I think that is going to be hosting the event, obviously, is WrestleMania, of course, and that is going to be held at the Camping World Arena, if you will, or the Camping World Stadium, I should say, mind you. Uh, mind you. Uh, that will be in, uh, of course, March or April of next year. Uh, like I said, however, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. I'm just trying to find out uh, some of the events here that are coming up, however, mind you. In fact, however... Uh, we do know one of the events, however, Roblox will be coming up, obviously, in December of 2016. Um, 
I'm just uh, checking uh, some of the, uh, like I said, some of the uh, events that have been confirmed for next year already. Uh, in fact, however, so far, the only two dates we've heard so far, I mean, this is the way the schedule looks for the rest of the year right now, in case you're wondering, ladies and gentlemen. October 9, No Mercy will be held at the brand-new Golden One Center in Sacramento, California. Of course, they just they'll be opening that to the public. That costs over $550 million to build, believe it or not. Then at the end of the month, they will be uh, doing uh, Hell in a Cell in Boston, which will be very interesting. Of course, Survivor Series will be in your neck of the woods, Gerard, Toronto, of course, there in November, right before Thanksgiving here in the U.S., of course. December 4, TLC will be live two weeks after that, live from Dallas. Obviously, he returns to Big D once again for the second time this year, however, and third time overall. And then they close out the year, however, with Roadblock right before Christmas, however, the week before, three days after my 40th birthday in Pittsburgh. But uh, the only two events I've seen so far, however, uh, that have been confirmed at this point is WrestleMania 33 at Camping World Stadium and, of course, SummerSlam next August at the Barclays Center. Um, with that said, um, let's get your thoughts on this. And while we do that, however, I'll be right back. You can do the plug. I'll be right back. Alrighty. Um, one, seven, two, four, one, seven, two, four, 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 7444. The ID number is one, three, nine, nine, two, six, press pound, press one. You can talk to any of us right now. Uh, the pay-per-view schedule looks very good, and it's going to the right places. It's uh, I'm glad it's coming back to Toronto again because uh, it has been here for a while. So, and uh, it's looking to be a good season. Indeed, indeed, and we appreciate that, Gerard. And as you know, of course, not only will that be held there, you got NXT coming there the Saturday night beforehand. However, and then oddly enough. Monday Night Raw, the Monday before uh, Thanksgiving there. So you got three uh, big chances to see WWE up there in Toronto, ladies and gentlemen. November 19, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the day before uh, Survivor Series, of course, NXT Canadian TakeOver, I believe it's being called right now, will be hosting the event live uh, there that Saturday night. Of course, uh, oddly enough, Sunday the 20th, of course, you can check out the Survivor Series, ladies and gentlemen, live on the WWE Network. And then Monday, November 21st, however, the Canadian three-day swing concludes, however, in a big-time way, however, as they will be definitely uh, closing out in style, however, with Monday Night Raw. Of course, uh, as you know, uh, WWE is also uh, celebrating later on in the coming weeks and months ahead, however, other locations of NXT. Of course, they're doing a Canadian, big California swing coming up in the next month or so, in places like Sacramento, San Jose, L.A., and Fresno. I think they're going to be in like places like Baltimore, Washington, uh, I believe uh, somewhere in Alexandria, Virginia, I think, if I'm not mistaken, a couple other places coming up. And I think they go down south this weekend to places like, uh, I think they'll be hitting places like, like Nashville, Kentucky, uh, Mississippi, if I'm not mistaken, this coming week. I'm not real sure. I don't have the whole schedule in front of me to tell me all this. But I know they got a big, big, uh, like a big fall and winter schedule coming up, of course. Uh, they're going to be doing places in Japan and New Zealand, believe it or not. In fact, how it's crazy how I'm looking at it right now. In fact, uh, they will be making the very first visit to uh, uh, Japan, believe it or not. I'm looking at it right now, believe it or not. They will be heading to the land of the rising sun coming up, believe it or not, on, uh, where is it? Here it is, Osaka, Japan, on December 3rd. And you, the fans in the land of the rising sun, can get your tickets coming up on Saturday, 
October 1st, two weeks from this Saturday, folks. Tickets will go on sale, however, in the land of the rising sun, as NXT will be coming to you live for the first time ever in the land of the rising sun, Japan, and I'm sure people are looking forward to seeing those uh, superstars invade the land of the rising sun, such as Samoa Joe, Hideo Itami, Bobby Roode, Austin Aries, uh, Asuka, of course, returning to her home country, along with the current NXT world champion, Shinsake Nakamura. Uh, also, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, however, we understand, however, they will be doing a very special Australia-New Zealand gig. However, uh, like I said, like I said, they'll be doing Australia and New Zealand, of course, coming up, believe it or not, this year uh, in December as well. And here is the dates in case you're curious. Ladies and gentlemen, the tickets went on sale last week, however, there in Australia-New Zealand. And here's the way the schedule looks as of right now. Monday, December 5th, they will be live in Auckland, New Zealand at the Trust Arena. Tuesday, December 6th, Tower in Wellington at the TSB Bank Arena. Thursday, December 8th, in Melbourne at the Margaret Court Arena. Saturday, December 10th, Tower at the Newcastle Entertainment Center. Then, Sunday, December 11th, at the Gold Coast Convention and Exhibition Center, however. Uh, Sydney, the Cadeau's Bank Arena on December 13th. And then... They will roll on to Canabera at the AIS Arena Wednesday, December 14, and they finally close it out on my birthday, Thursday, December 15, in Perth, however, at the HBF Stadium. I believe you can still get tickets if you're in Australia and New Zealand, unless they all sold out already, but Gerard, it seems like NXT is now going bigger than Canada. They're going over in Japan and Australia and New Zealand. What's your take of this whole thing? Uh, I think it's great that they're going to Canada and uh, Japan and all that, uh, they're going to make it worldwide. Yes, they are. And uh, as Triple H always says, usually during every, every uh, like I said, uh, I usually do, uh, like I said, how they usually uh, do a lot of things. How I mean, he says, this is NXT, and believe me, however, uh, it is big. However, and uh, those of you who are wondering where uh, NXT is uh, going to be this week, however, mind you, here we do have uh, your events for you this week, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to get those for you right now. Uh, I believe tomorrow or this Thursday night, however, they will be doing another set of tapings there at the Full Sail University, if you will. But uh, this weekend, however, here's where you can check out NXT. Uh, Friday night in Des Moines, Iowa at the High V Hall. Saturday, they will be coming to you live, however, uh, live back in, in Tampa, at the, back in Florida at the University Arena, CDC Gymnasium in Tampa. Uh, this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, at 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, however, live from the Roy Wilkins Auditorium, the site of Anarchy Rules 2000, they will be live in St. Paul, Minnesota, not far from Minneapolis. Of course, they will be going on early that day because of the Minnesota Vikings-Green Bay Packer football game. That'll be live this Sunday night on NBC as the Vikings will be opening up their new stadium to the public later that night, however, but they're going to be doing an early afternoon show that day unless they push it up from 3 o'clock to 1 o'clock, of course. That'll be coming up this Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. And then uh, next weekend, however, as I'm looking here more and more, uh, a week from Friday, it'll be in Jacksonville. Uh, A week from Saturday, we'll be coming to you live. um, uh, Let's see here. They'll be doing shows in Lakeland, Orlando, and Largo, Florida, however, at the end of the month. So uh, they're definitely hitting a lot of places up. But uh, for you fans in the, uh, I was going to say real quick, in the um, 
The Indianapolis area, however, who are going to clash at the champions. A quick side note, however, you can meet superstars Rusev and Lana two weeks from this Sunday, however, at the Barnes & Noble, however, in Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, believe it or not, however, on 8675 River Crossing Boulevard, beginning at 12 o'clock. So if you want to meet the new power couple, the WWE, Rusev and Lana, who last night made quite the impact at the end of Raw, however, you can have your chance two weeks from this Sunday. But uh, looking ahead to uh, this week's tour dates as far as the WWE goes, besides tonight's show, uh, this week they will be doing shows in the following locations. However, let's pull that up for you right now. Uh, they will be in Springfield, Missouri this Saturday, of course, doing a show there. I believe they will be in Nashville on Friday night, if I'm not mistaken, unless they're in Lexington, Kentucky. I'm um, waiting to hear confirmation on that, so let me just check that out again real quick. Uh, they will be in, yes, they will be in Louisville, Kentucky this Friday night. I was right. And then this Saturday, folks, however, you can check, or this Sunday, excuse me, you can check out the superstars in Little Rock, Arkansas, the home of uh, the last kicker, Amory Reckenbach, before they head off to Memphis next Monday night at the FedEx Forum. So uh, definitely a very busy uh, week upcoming, however. Also, ladies and gentlemen, a quick side note. Uh, this, I believe it's this coming weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I just saw it a few minutes ago. I think so. Yes, you can uh, meet the Big Show and Adrian Neville, however, at the Orange County Convention Center. As I believe there is a big event going on down there, so... If you're looking to meet some big superstars this week, however, in the Orlando area, if you're in that neck of the woods at the, near the Orange County Convention Center, you're right there, however, check out my meeting former NXT World Champion Adrian Neville, however, as 100% of the show proceeds will be donated to One Orlando. Autographs are purchased in person, and you must have cash only, but Big Show and Neville will be signing autographs this coming Saturday from 12 to 2 or 12 to 3 p.m. there this coming Saturday, so definitely check us out. Speaking of the big show, uh, Gerard, I'm going to get your take real fast, Tyler, and this is kind of funny as we close it out here. Um, The big show last week taking on John Cena there in Manila, however, and we saw what happened to him. Uh, What was your take of that? Uh, I thought it was really interesting. Mm Mm-hmm, certainly, certainly. And uh, I was surprised he did not blow out injured his knee. I mean, he blew out his total leg at this point. I mean, he was very, very lucky. But uh, we'll definitely be talking more about uh, Backlash, Raw, and other things, of course, coming up here in less than an hour. Of course, Raw and I will have more news for you. And, of course, Chad Hinshaw, Mr. WCW, along with the Black Widow. John Gross will be on with us. And we hope you'll be joining us. One three eight zero five five pounds number is the same as all of our shows. You can listen to our shows. one seven two four 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 seventy forty four each and every day. We're here 24-7 usually, however, and of course all of our shows are archived by our own Black Widow. So uh, before we let you go, uh, I just want to remind you tomorrow night, we've got a triple stack lined up. We'll be at 6.30. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, Gerard, do you have anything else to close us out with tonight? Nope. Okay, well, on that note, we want to thank him for coming on the line. We want to thank you for listening tonight. And again, we'll be back next Tuesday for episode 43. However, we will talk to you again within the hour. However, have a great night, everyone. Be safe. Be careful, everyone. And enjoy the rest of your evening. We'll see you in a little bit. And for now, reporting live from ringside along with the phenomenal one, a.k.a. the king of kings, if you will. This is the Iceman saying so long from ringside, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a good night, everyone. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.